Once upon a time, or fado fado, as the Irish say, there lived in Ireland an Ardri, or high king, who ruled his kingdom with sympathy and kindness. He loved his people, and his subjects responded with loyalty and affection. His was a very happy kingdom. A particular favourite of the king was his court jester, who gave him much joy, pleasure, and consolation when he was feeling stressed. After a busy day in the palace, or when other kings and noblemen were visiting, the king could rely on his jester to put everyone at their ease in feeling relaxed and happy. Everyone agreed that he was the greatest fool in Ireland. One day the king decided that it was time for his beloved fool to retire and take life a little bit easier. He explained his plan to the jester. You may retire to an easier life, but first you must find a replacement. Someone who is as big a fool as you. The king gave the jester a golden wand, saying, when you find someone, give them this wand as a sign of their suitability. Now off you go on your search. The jester set out from Tara on his trusty steed and travelled to all the other kingdoms throughout the four provinces of Ireland. Up to Donegal, over to Sligo and Galway, down to Cork and Kerry, but he was finding it difficult to find a replacement. Meantime, disaster struck at the palace. The Ardri was taken seriously ill, and the doctors could do nothing for him. The king asked to see his cherished jester, before he died and so the postilions riding the best of the king's chargers were sent forth throughout the hills and vales of Ireland to find the fool who was eventually rushed back to the palace and immediately ushered in to the king's bedchamber king was near to his death, but was so pleased to see his friend. There was silence for a while as their eyes met. Then in a feeble voice the king said, My very dear friend, I am so glad to see you, but sadly I must say farewell. I am going on a long journey from which I shall never return. The jester held back a tear and then asked, Has my majesty made any preparations for this long journey? The king, looking very depressed, replied, Regrettably, 
I have made no preparations. The jester thought for what seemed to be a very long while. Then he reached under his cloak and produced the golden wand. Your Majesty, you should have this wand, for you are a bigger fool than me. Someone has said that there are two things which are inevitable in this world. Income tax and death. Well, many people pay accountants and legal experts large sums of money in order for their estate to avoid paying tax when they die. Yet most people pay little attention to where their soul will spend eternity just like our lovable king. We are all pretty certain as to what will happen to our bodies when we die. A doctor or an ambulance may be called, we may be taken to a hospital or a funeral parlour. That's a user-friendly name for a morgue. Friends will be sad and may come and look at the lifeless body dressed up in best clothes and lying in a coffin. Soon the coffin will be taken to a cemetery for burial or to a crematorium for cremation. Friends will gather for a service and then perhaps retire to a local inn or back to a house for a meal. They will talk together about their friend. Or perhaps about the latest football match. Or maybe even about the weather. A tombstone may be erected, marking the grave and identifying the deceased. But in ten years' time, nobody except a few very close family relations will remember or even care. In a hundred years' time, a motorway may be built through the cemetery. But what preparations will have been made as to where our eternal soul will spend eternity? In the Bible, the Lord Jesus said that as we go through life, we are traveling on either of two roads. A broad road, which, he said, leads to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat and a narrow way which leads to life and few there be that find it. The Bible also tells us that the God of this world is the devil or Satan. He is, after all, worshipped by the majority. As we read our papers and watch the news, we see how people behave towards one another. How harshly countries treat even their own citizens. How greed and self-promotion has captivated the lives of many in business. How even our politicians cannot be trusted to monitor their own expenses, never mind the nation's finances. How gang culture and race riots have affected our major cities. Surely we have to admit that mankind is 
fast going down the road, the broad road, which Jesus said leads to hell and destruction. As we chat with people from day to day, many seem to think that life as it now is just cannot go on for much longer before great tribulation arises. The Apostle Paul described in the Bible in 2 Timothy chapter 3 what the future would be like for those living in this world in the last days. He said understand this that in the last days will come perilous times of great stress and trouble hard to deal with and hard to bear for people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered lovers of money and aroused by an inordinate greedy desire for wealth proud and arrogant and contemptuous boasters they will be abusive blasphemous and scoffing disobedient to parents ungrateful unholy and profane without natural human affection callous and inhuman relentless admitting of no truce or appeasement they will be slanderers false accusers troublemakers intemperate and loose in morals and conduct uncontrolled and fierce haters of good they will be treacherous betrayers rash and inflated with self-conceit lovers of sensual pleasures and vain amusements more than and rather than lovers of God for although they hold a form of piety and or true religion they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession avoid all such people turn away from them now after reading that surely one must acknowledge this description corresponds fairly accurately with our present day world is it five minutes to twelve on the Lord's clock for the end of this age of his grace a few years ago at the Lord's cricket ground the home of cricket in London during a test match against Australia John Arlott that famous cricket commentator remarked it is five minutes to twelve on the Lord's clock it is five minutes to twelve on the Lord's clock on a personal level that should make one sit up and take notice what if God is reading the clock of my life and says for me today it is five minutes to twelve five minutes to live it's, it's a statistical fact that over 500 people will die in the next five minutes 
quite sobering to think that you or I should be one of that 500. So in view of that very real possibility occurring within the next five minutes, I will endeavour to explain, according to God's word, the Bible, how to leave the broad road that leads to destruction and join the narrow road that leads to life. We will set a timer to approximately five minutes. Remember, whatever road we choose in life decides our eternal, everlasting destiny. After our death, nothing done on our behalf can alter that position. Prayers offered, masses said, commendations made to God by a vicar, or any other religious observance, nothing can help. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, after death judgment so scripture warns prepare to meet thy God obviously any preparation must occur in this life that's why scripture says now is the day of salvation no one can guarantee their life for tomorrow so we need to make a decision today as to how we will spend eternity Just prior to his crucifixion, when Jesus Christ was being tried by Pilate, the Roman governor asked those who had delivered Jesus to him for judgment a very pertinent question. What shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? That is a question which must be answered. Even today there can be no compromise, no neutrality. No politician like sitting on the fence. I'm sorry, but when you have listened to this talk, you have to answer it. Either you reject Jesus as your saviour by a conscious decision, or you dismiss what I say as a load of nonsense and ignore the question by doing nothing, or you make a definite decision to accept him into your life. You either follow the crowd on the road to destruction or you follow Jesus Christ on the road to life. The Gospel of John chapter 3 tells of a Jewish leader who came to Jesus. He admitted and accepted that Jesus had come from God. Straight away Jesus said to him, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus was showing this man that as we are born into an earthly family and live in this world, so to enter heaven we must be born spiritually and become a member of God's family. We are all born physically, but Jesus shows the vital necessity to be born again spiritually to all who receive and welcome him into their lives he gives the privilege or right to become the children of God that is to those who believe trust and rely on him now you may ask why is it necessary for me to trust in Christ surely I can do good works help my fellow man and generally do my best 
Surely God would be pleased with us and not expect me to do more than my best. The Bible tells us there is none that doeth good. No one pleases God. No, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everyone has sinned. There is no one alive who is completely innocent of sin. Accepting that truth is the first step in finding forgiveness and salvation from our sins. We need to confess that we are sinners and seek God's forgiveness. Then ask the Lord Jesus to come into our lives and dwell with us by his Spirit. Then we receive the gift of God, eternal life through Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We deserve spiritual death, but we receive eternal life. You may have seen the painting, The Light of the World. It depicts Jesus standing outside a door which has overgrown weeds and brambles on the outside. He is knocking and waiting. Today Jesus invites you to open your life to him. In Revelation 3 verse 20 it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus speaking. If anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will eat with him and he with me. Open the door of your life to him today. The handle is on the inside. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed. I'll start it so I'll finish. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten, the Son of God. Those three verses come from John's Gospel, chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. And there was the alarm. Our time is up. Somewhere, somewhere over 500 souls have entered eternity. I hope you're still listening. If you have not made a decision, unlike those 500, you still have the opportunity. Now, if you have decided to follow Jesus Christ, here are some important bits of advice. Get a Bible, a New Testament, or a copy of the Gospel of St. John. Start reading in John, a few verses every day. Before you read, ask God to help you understand what you're reading. Like King David, you could pray as he did in Psalm 119 and verse 18. He prayed, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. Start every day by thanking God for the Lord Jesus 
and the life you have through him. And pray that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, will guide you and help you. In the course of the day, pray to God in conversation with him. Tell him about your concerns, problems, and thank him for his blessings. In the evening, commit your night to God. Tell somebody of your new faith and life in Christ. Ask God to lead you to a church which teaches from and follows only the word of God, the Bible. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes. Go to iTunes store and Foy Fellowship, F-O-W-E-Y Fellowship. And listen to the rest of our podcasts. And may God bless you.